This is the Reading Aloud Podcast. I'm Marisol Collette. And I'm Adam Collette. And you love us because we love you. We sure do. And let's get to today's conversation. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about the legal side of surrogacy. We gave an update as to the top five areas around surrogacy and then legal being one of them, which is where we're at. And again, naively, we thought that this would move much more quickly because we're working with a friend and we've already gone through all of the parts of this. And in fact, when we created with our attorney, our agreement, I basically asked our our gestational carrier her opinion because it's really her body and her experience so that we were collaborating on it. And then her attorneys got it, but because she lives in a different state, they were really looking more for the specifics of Washington law and and then wanting to check in with her around not taking on unintended costs here and there, like just absorbing costs like parking Mm -hmm. passes and toll, toll roads and little meals and things and vitamins, and then protecting her since she's not asking for compensation. But they also called us the opposing attorney, <laughs> the oppo- like our attorney, the opposing attorney. And she was just like, can we can we circle back to the whole point of this? But anyways, it's taken a lot longer with the opposing attorney. It's just the the legal world is a, is a different world than reality. <laughs> and it's that way for a reason. But, you know, even pitting things as one against the other and everything is essentially one big game of like who can be more ensuring every single scenario is is taken care of one of my friends who is a lawyer once said to me it's basically one big game of hide the ball you know like one big game of who can come up with the creative way to like say this thing or say that thing or, you know, one big game of hide the ball. And that kind of always just stuck with me. And so related to this process, it just feels so foreign to this process that is so personal, so physical, emotional, deep, spiritual, in fact, and and particularly because our surrogate is somebody that we know. And there's, there's so much connection here. And yet we're in this legal world, which is God, it's like a white room where everybody's got a magnifying glass and a metal detector looking for any sort of blemishes. I was going to say something similar that the legal stuff seems to leave out the spirit of it. And also, there was a moment the other day when I, I we do check-ins with our GC, gestational carrier, and I checked in and I was like, you know, hearing all this stuff from your attorney, does it make you have any questions about the way that we're going about it? Is there a desire for more compensation? Do you feel like you're at a disadvantage? And she was like, no, not at all. And she jokingly was like, can't we just tell them that the answer is yes, let's go. But I I really do appreciate that them looking it over both from the perspective of the state that she lives in, but also from the perspective of, I hadn't thought about the accidentally absorbing costs like toll Oh, it'll definitely like bring up things that you hadn't thought about before. And so, you know, and I want her to be not protected from that because it's not a, it's not an aggressive thing, but her to, I don't want her to take on anything more than she's already taking on in particular because she's being, comp- not being compensated and just, because I care so much about her and I hadn't thought of that stuff. So hide the ball ish. We're not on opposing sides, 
But a friend of mine was like, wow, this is like a game of whack-a-mole. The minute you think you've finished one part, there's another <laughs> thing that pops up, which is in this case, there seems to be a concern both from our attorney and their attorney about the insurance coverage. So we're having to have an insurance company review the coverage. And then if it's not, offer us a supplemental insurance or just let us know what is going to end up costing. You know, it's so funny because I feel like we're three weeks away from the transfer and we've been three weeks away from the transfer for the last month. Yeah. It, it got to the point where my two, you know, girlfriends who have been, who I've been talking with this process about that they stopped, they stopped for the last few days asking about it. And I was just, I, it wasn't, that didn't bother me. I just noticed, I was like, wow, we're in such a holding pattern that there's not even a question to ask. It's just, we're in pause. And I'm grateful that I finally let go of the the outcome of the date. I'm like, look, oh, it's over. You feel like you've let go of that? Yeah, I mean, do I have some old desires around timing? Yes. Did I really want her to not be pregnant in the first trimester when she'd potentially be sick and tired at a, at, over the course of her 40th birthday because of what she's doing? And I was like, yeah, I mean, all of those things. I think she wanted those things too. At this point, we're both like, well, we know nothing and we're moving forward. And I really have let go of it, including the Zodiac sign. I was not interested. I mean, if it is, it is. I mean, this one of the greatest things my friend said was like, this soul has is going to come into the, mm -hmm. the, you know, this soul is also a participant in this process. Mm -hmm. And it was a, another friend who was like, oh, it's so interesting that you get to pick their Zodiac sign and the due date and whatever. And I was like, yeah, sort of, but not really. Right. There are other forces at play here. For sure. And that if you think about a soul coming into this world, this is part of their entry. They're, this is their way in. Yeah. Yeah. You'd mentioned that you'd let go of that. And I mean, you've been so intimately connected to the process that as opposed to me, I've been definitely connected to it and we talk about it daily. But you've just been so much more hands on with it that I think it was a little easier for me to just kind of like let go of the timeline like there was we were pretty set on a certain timeline for a while and I had kind of wrapped my head around that congratulations and I don't know if that's the right word sure, but like sounds nice. you know yeah congratulations for being able to vocalize and to let go of that process or let go of that like that expectation for those dates and what it's going to look like because boy have we both had to learn that lesson over and over and over again and it has just come in such a variety of ways the legal stuff it sometimes makes me a little anxious because of what we said like it's so and i understand why like i don't need a lecture not from you but like from the audience like i i don't need a lecture understanding of like why it's why the legal stuff is like this like i get it but at the same time it just makes me anxious because it is so it feels a lot of times just so disconnected from our reality feels like it's crazy making sometimes like i can only imagine you who've been more intimately involved have just been you just handle it so well. And even me on the outside. Yeah. I'm just, I'm like, Oh God, like, can we not like, is there no trust anymore in the world? Like, can we not just figure this mm. out? And, um, I, I know that's not a reality, but yeah, I mean, I just, I, I wish that that were the case. And, and I appreciate that never will we have to ask each other, our, our GC and us a hard question that we weren't prepared to consider in this process. So it will inevitably, it will, 
it will help us have less disruptions in the future and no questions and no vague areas. And also our attorney was like, I empathize with you all. And, and it was hard to hear because I was like, just empathize with us. But she was like, and this is going to provide the most stable foundation for you all to get your birth order so that there won't be a question from the attorney. Right. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah, exactly. And again, I don't want any questions to come up between us and our GC because it's this, it's it's too special of a relationship. So I'm glad to be getting it out of the way. I was glad when we had our psyche valve that, as a group that where we went over a lot of this stuff. And and about the being intimately connected, for anyone else who's going through this process or considering it, which I was able to offer some support to a woman this weekend who is considering going through this process. And she was like... I met a woman who was like, Oh my gosh, I would love to carry a baby, but I don't want my own. And she was like, you do it. And I, and I heard her and I heard the same kind of magic of potential. And I, and she was like, so, you know, that would be awesome. And, and, you know, I said, I was like, yes. And there's maybe more than that because that's where we were last October. Our GC was like, well, I'm free on Veterans Day and then I have a break (laughs) at the beginning of December. And we were like, great, we'll get you scheduled to do this. And so, but I'll say about the intimately connected is that there really isn't a way to share the intimacy of it other than for me to delegate to you. And it's hard for me sometimes when I fall into the role of the person taking on responsibility for this because I think something shows up in my mind or and or I worry something showing up in other people's mind of like, of course, she's carrying the burden. The woman always carries the burden. But that's not true. When we travel, when we do other things, you hold the key to a lot of the details. And it is just true that to share the intimate details, especially because the GC is my friend first and foremost, it, it would have been it would have left a lot of room for error and messiness. In addition, I will answer, I will wake up in the middle of the night and write an email. If I think about it, you will put it on your to-do list for the next day or the next day. And there are no days to spare. So it is, I do take control happily. (laughs) Right, right. You know, it's interesting how we as a couple navigate that. And being of a progressive mindset where we don't subscribe to or want to fall into traditional or deeply gendered roles that sometimes can be oppressive it's like, how do you also navigate when those roles are taken in the traditional gender? So, you know, with the pregnancy stuff and with all of our fertility journey, I mean, I think for the most part, you have been the point primarily. Maybe there have been certain aspects of things through IVF or whatnot. Or- for sure. You were in charge of all the medication. I didn't have to think about it at all. Right. When you were able to recall that stuff when our GC was here to then help her figure out the medication. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there there were things that I was in charge of, but you have been that and you know, so it's just kind of coming around to that and settling into it. And that's okay. Like it's it's not about sometimes it's more about the values and the purpose that you're holding rather than how the specific actions work out. I think at first it felt like I was carrying too heavy a load. And I think part of that was I big things would happen and I wouldn't hear from you how's this going? How did that feel? What's this like? And then we've worked those things out. So now it does feel like I'm choosing the path 
that we're on right now versus being voluntold or, or, you know, you not having any interest is what it felt like for a while there. Yeah. And, you know, I'll, I'll say for my part, it's been also a continuous learning, of course, but like it's been also important for me as the supporting partner in this process to support, to support and to, you know, uh, to check in often and to, to ask you about it and to, just because you are point doesn't mean I'm not aware of what's going on. And also to ask the questions around how does it feel? Right, right. Because it, I am, this is like being pregnant. It is happening, you know? And so there's a mm-hmm. feeling behind it that both you and I are going to have. Yeah, totally. You're right. I like, mean, yeah. yeah, and checking in on that. I mean, I think that that's, it's funny. It's like I would generally see myself and I would probably I think you would even say this is like, oh, I'm a supporting, loving partner and I do a great job in supporting you. But then like a new thing comes along where I'm in a supporting role and it's like I have to learn how to be a support again because each situation is unique. Like there's some baseline understanding, of course, but always with something new. And I think that's a good lesson for me and maybe for others. It's just because you're good at supporting in one area doesn't mean that you're good supporting in all areas. And especially for new things that are added into your relationship. If you are in a supporting role, it's like that's a continually learning of how to support because one thing's going to be different from another. And and there were times early on in this surrogacy process specifically where I had to be, you know, you called me out and I had to be, I had to kind of go through a learning process of how to support through this. And I think that's one of the things, checking in on your feelings, staying more tuned into the process, um, no matter what I had going on. And I'm sure I still have room for improvement in that, but I have been trying to like almost every day, especially when I know what's happening, like checking in on things and getting updates from you and just being there in in the right way. Thanks so much. And the last thing I'll say is in regard to the feelings piece is that I do feel like we're about to be pregnant and it I'm grateful and relieved that it won't be me doing it this time and I'm really glad to be pregnant. You know, I feel a strong connection and I feel as much joy and excitement as the first time around in a lot of ways, which is good because going into it when I was going to be the carrier, I felt a lot of dread and reservation and fear around it. So it's nice to have the excitement of having a baby. I just never thought I could, I never thought I could tap into that excitement again after how difficult the first go around was. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited. Yeah. That's wonderful. It's going to work. It's going to work. It's going to work. Oh, can we just say one thing on this? Sure. So for like the last six months or so, we've been asking Neo, Neo, do you want a a little brother or do you want a baby brother? And he does this thing (laughs) almost every time he looks down typically, but he goes, I I mean, it's not going to come across on like a podcast, but he basically blows out his mouth like kind of pursed lips blows goes and he blows downward every time we ask him that question what wtf does that mean it's so cool i mean it is like a secret toddler code it's so cool and but because he does he tilts his head down and he blows out and it was one time we were like wait do you want a baby brother and he did and so then it was like a week or two and we were like, hey, 
we were, it's like, what if he did? You know, is he going to do it? And we we're like, do you want a baby brother? And he did it. And he keeps doing it. Every time. Hasn't missed a time. It's I mean, so amazing. And we're not asking him necessarily. We don't ask him that because that's a big question, you know, and we honor his own thoughts and independence to the best of our ability. You know, like he has wisdom. Uh, it's just communicated in different ways. And so... Like, we don't ask him that every five minutes, but we will ask him that maybe once a week. And he blows. And he does it every time. Well, it's what does it mean? Somebody out there is going to know. Somebody out there, well, somebody out there is going to have an idea. Is he blowing the baby into life? Is it going to be an air sign? Is he, is this baby, I don't know. Is the baby going to like the wind? Because he doesn't. He does not like the wind. It's so cool. Yeah, so cool. So anyway, if anybody knows anything about that, we'd love to We'd love to hear. But uh, thanks for that update. And um, I love you so much. Love you too. Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.